Howdy beans, I just want to do a quick update before this episode begins. Um, as I was going through editing and going through all the other episodes that I pre-planned and got pre-programmed for the weeks ahead, I realised that this is the 64th episode um, of the Nerd Sergeant podcast, meaning that next week is going to be my 65th. So I thought, well, 65, it's a big number, big celebration. So I just wanted to let you all know that um, next week I'll be doing a big um, sort of special sort of episode. Um, I already know what it is. I already know what I'm going to cover. Um, I, I think you're going to like it. I think you're going to be quite interested in it considering the, the topic that I'm going to be talking about, I talked about last year in, in my first season um, and it did quite well. Um, so I won't give any real big spoilers away. The only thing that I would recommend is to go back to season one. And if you haven't already, or if you already have, go back and listen to my Disney's uh Pinocchio remake uh, episode and that's all I'm going to say about it um, just want to let you all know that next week something big and special is going to happen it's my 65th episode next week so I hope to see you there hope to enjoy it and without forever ado hope you enjoy this episode high five rush see you in the next one welcome to the nerd nostalgic podcast with your host, the Ginger Howdy folks and welcome back to another exciting episode of the Nerd Stagit Podcast. I am Luke, your host. Hope you're doing well. Hope you're good as per usual. Uh, before I get into it, obviously got to do all the boring stuff. Make sure that you follow me on Twitter at nerdstagic underscore pod for all uh, updates on things that I'm watching, playing, doing, all that jazz. Uh, if you listen to this on YouTube, uh, don't forget to like, subscribe and comment. Um, all feedback is great feedback, uh, even if it's negative. So whatever I talk about in today's episode, comment down below. It really does help out a lot. And uh, yeah, so that's all the boring stuff out the way. So today I'm going to be talking about the recently released on Xbox Game Pass uh, Hi-Fi Rush by the people at Tango Game Works. Um, <laughs> well, this game was an interesting one. It, it really was. Um, and I'll go into more detail when I go into the review. Um, but it's interesting because it, it's a type of game that is made for Game Pass, in my opinion. Um, one of the benefits and one of the beautiful things behind Game Pass is that it allows you to experiment. Like, all you really pay, if you're lucky, you only pay £1 a month when you first join. Um, and then it's recurring. Unless you buy Ultimate, it's like £10 a month or like around 7 quid. So it's not breaking the bank, especially how expensive games are nowadays, where most uh, big games are like 60 to 70 quid. Um, you know, Game Pass, I've always said ever since it came out, is a steal. It's, it's a deal. It's a bargain. You know, it's one of the best things in gaming to happen in a very, very, very long time. Especially coming, I'm not saying Xbox, you know, were expensive, but especially coming from Xbox, it's, it's really, really good. Especially how they were behind on in the gaming market for such a long time because of how bad the Xbox One performed when it came out. Um, but that being said, the Game Pass, like I said, it, it's a bargain. And what I love about it, it just gives you the opportunity to try games that you'd never give a go. You know, there are many games on Game Pass that I would have never bothered with. I never would have spent money on. Um, for example, like Deathloop. I always said with Deathloop, well, when it came out for the PlayStation, that I wouldn't play this game unless it was free. And eventually it came to Game Pass, and I gave it a go. And I, I'll be honest, I didn't enjoy myself. But 
I didn't feel like, you know, I didn't regret it. I didn't feel bad because it was like, well, I didn't pay nothing for it. You know what I mean? Like it was free. I got to play it, give it a go. Wasn't my cup of tea, but that's fine. You know, I, I hold my hands up and say it wasn't for me and I can walk away. Um, again, that's fine. It's the same with, for example, like recently I reviewed um, James Bond's GoldenEye. You know, I haven't played it. You know, it came out in 97, the year I was born. I never had an Nintendo 64. Um, I've always heard about the legends of how good that game was. And finally, because of Game Pass, I was given the opportunity to give it a go day one. And I enjoyed myself. And if you listen to that review, you know how much I, I, I enjoyed myself with that game. And that's the, the, the point. And that's the beauty part of Game Pass. It just allows you to experiment. It allows you to try games. Games that you never thought you'd ever give a go. And for, you know, for the most part, since I've had Game Pass since almost day one, I didn't jump on straight away. I jumped on a year later. But even so, um, I've played a lot of games that I thought were great and I thought were fantastic and I was blown away. And then there were games that I played where I was like, oh, this is crap. You know what I mean? But again, I haven't lost anything. I haven't lost any money. And the reason I mention this is because, like I said, it allows games like Hi-Fi Rush to be released uh, day one without much marketing and just say, it's on Game Pass now, try it out. You know, So there are a lot of games on Game Pass that probably would fail if they weren't on Game Pass, they wouldn't have as many eyes. People wouldn't know about them. People wouldn't bother giving them a go because they don't want to part with the coin. Which, again, I completely understand because I'm the same. You know, if, if if a game doesn't tickle my pickle, you know, doesn't take my fancy straight away, then I'm not going to part with the coin. But if it's free on Game Pass, I'll give it a go because all i got to do is install it and try it. You know what I mean? And it, what it reminds me of, it reminds me of the old days of demos. Uh, I've, I've spoken this before. I miss demo discs. I miss going out, buying the Xbox or PlayStation magazines, um, getting the demo discs, putting them into my console and just playing all the latest games and be like, oh, I like that one. I'll write that down. I'll, I'll, I'll go into, I'll buy that one. You know what I mean? Or that game was looked good, but you know it wasn't for me. You know, and I miss that, the old days of, of demos. And that's how I see Game Pass. I see Game Pass as a, a beta test sort of demo. Being able to try the game before you buy it. Because it does give you the option, like, if you like this game, you can buy it. You know, and you can actually buy it a bit cheaper than you would because you've got Game Pass. Which, again, is also a bargain. You know what I mean? Um, now, coming back to Hi-Fi Rush. As I mentioned, Hi-Fi Rush uh, was recently released. Um, I think at the end of January. Um as I mentioned, it was released by Tango Gameworks. They're mostly known for um, the Evil Within series, Evil Within 1, which I played, scared the crap out of me and never completed, if I'm being honest. Um, Evil Within 2, I enjoyed it a lot more than Evil Within 1. Um, still haven't completed that one, but I, I will go back to Evil Within 2 because I feel like that game was more action and less horror. And I like a good balance between action and horror. I don't like pure horror. You know what I mean? Like, I I love horror movies. It's weird. I love horror movies. And I can watch horror movies on my own in the dark. That's fine. But there's, there's a difference between watching a horror film and playing a horror game. You know, that just gets my heart going a lot more. So I tend to stay away from the pure sort of horror. I, I, I still haven't completed Resident Evil 7. Because I just can't get over the... My, my, I feel like I'm going to have a heart attack. You know what I mean? <laughs> that game was terrifying. Um... But I will get back to, to the Evil Within eventually. But they also made Ghostwire Tokyo, uh, which I don't think is on the Xbox yet. I'm not sure, unless it's coming this year. Um, so that's what the, they're mostly known for horror games. They're mostly known for supernatural sort of sort of games. So it was a kind of out of left field for them to come out with a game like Hi-Fi Rush um, by the legendary, and I'm gonna, I feel like I'm going to butcher his name, and I do apologise if I butcher his name, um, Shinji Mikami. No, actually, I think I got that uh, spot on. Um, 
he's actually also announced recently that he's leaving. Uh, that uh, Bethesda released a statement saying, uh, we can confirm that Shinji Mikami has decided to leave Tango Gameworks in the coming months. We thank him for his work as a creative leader and supportive mentor to young developers on the Evil Within franchise, Ghostwire Tokyo, and of course, the new Hi-Fi Rush. We wish Mikami-san well in the future and are excited by what lies ahead for the talented developer at developers at Tango. Um, like I said, he's been at Tango Gameworks for 12 years. He's been in the business for 35 years. He's worked on the likes of Resident Evil and stuff like that. So th- this guy is, you know, a legendary sort of game designer. Um, so this is kind of his last one song, the last game that he's gonna he's released. Um, so yeah, so that that's up for me. That's the introduction. Time to get into the review. Um, and I'm gonna try my best to in this review. It, well, in this review, what you'll notice is that what I mentioned at the beginning about the benefits of Game Pass is one of the benefits of this game. And as I go through my review, you will understand what I mean by that, um, the positives and the negatives. But I will, I'll round it up at the end when we get to the overall thoughts. But uh, for now, let's get into the review, shall we? Right, so here we are at the review. So as I mentioned, this game was a, a surprise drop. Um, and this is, one again, one of the benefits of Game Pass is that before Game Pass, you had to do a lot of marketing for games. And marketing is very, very expensive. Um, so to kind of take away from the budget, you only have to do a little bit of marketing and be like, it's going to be released on Game Pass. And people are going to see it released on Game Pass and give it a go. And again, we've seen this happen for a lot of games. A lot of games that would virtually probably go under the radar not be seen not be given the light of day uh, can be released day one on game pass and people will play it because it's technically free you know and all you gotta do is pay for entry and once you're there you've got access to 100 plus games um you know so as i mentioned surprise drop this game has done really really well in ratings and people have liked it and again i love a surprise drop even if it's a game that i don't feel like it's for me i'd still give it a go because again like i mentioned the benefits of game pass you know um this game is gorgeous. It is it's absolutely gorgeous. Um, I love the the concept. It's interesting, the whole idea that you play as a character called Chai and that um, you're in this world where this whole company called um, the Vandalin has kind of not taken over, but kind of run things. It's a very sort of technical sort of world. And that Chai, um, like many others, has been sort of kind of to the belief in the idea that if you join the Vandalin company, that your life will be changed, that Chai wants to be a rock star. So he joins the company and basically says to them that they can do whatever they want as a, as a, as a test sort of subject. Um, so Chai comes in, uh, he goes for his operation uh, to get rid of his broken arm. They give him a robotic arm. But in the meantime, while they're doing that, um, his iPod, um, somebody picks up his iPod, and just throws it and it sort of travels its way down to him gets stuck on his chest he gets in he gets sort of has his surgery shall we say with this big massive like squashing machine squashes him and it implements the uh, mp3 player his little ipod into his chest and he's got himself a robot arm and now he can feel the beat of the world like the music of the world the feel of the world everything has got a beat everything's got a tune um and that's why i did the interlude was was a beat so you get it um 
but the the idea is quite interesting like it's a rhythm based action game you know it's it's quite interesting concept it's interesting graphics the, the game's gorgeous it's everything's like in a very sort of anime sort of style i love it i love these sort of games um it reminded me of jet set radio and sunset overdrive because i'm a big fan of jet set radio i love it i that i played that game on the dreamcast and i played it on the original xbox i love that game to bits um I've I've always wanted to go back and play it, and I've been trying to find a copy of it, but it's incredibly expensive. Um, it is backwards compatible on the Xbox One, but you have to own it on the Xbox 360. So, yeah, there's a way around it, but I'm trying to figure out how to do that. But one day I'd like to get back to play that game. I miss the the old days of the Dreamcast, to be honest. Um, but also Sunshine Overdrive. That was one of the... the um, what's the word it's called sort of first releases with the xbox one and actually i my first xbox one was a white xbox one and it was the sunshine overdrive edition and um i remember playing that game it was the first game i played on next gen and i loved it i i fell in love uh the concept the world um they they did a fantastic job obsidian did with that game and i would have loved a sequel um sadly I think PlayStation now own Obsidian and Obsidian does make games now just for uh, PlayStation. But, you know, they made Spider-Man and all that, so they're doing all right. But I I, I, I would have loved to see seen a, a Sunshine Overdrive 2. I think that is one of the disheartening parts of the Xbox One generation was that they never made a sequel to Sunshine Overdrive. Um, that is a crying shame. But, you know, it's neither here nor there. But this game reminds me of Jet Set Radio and Sunshine Overdrive had a love child. This would be that game. It has it has all the essence of Jet Set Radio. It has the style of Jet Set Radio. It was also the free running and the rhythm based sort of movements of Sunshine Overdrive. It's it, it, they come together so well and it just works. And it's kind of what you'd expect as a as a next gen version of those games of that genre. You know what I mean? So it works perfectly in there. Um, the game starts off interesting um, with fun gameplay and characters. I was interested. I I, I was having a good time. Um, I was trying to. I was finding it hard to to kind of fight with the beat because the way the game works is everything goes to the beat. So even the enemies move to the beat. Um, every time you swing your sword, you swing you like your um, guitar, which is not a sword. It's like it's like a guitar sort of melee weapon. Um, you swing to the beat, so you're always moving to the beat. Everything's moving to the beat. The levels, the platforming, all that moves to the beat. Um, and when you're fighting enemies, you kind of you can hit them like three times, whack, 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 and then there'll be a big one. And if you get it in time to the river, you can do a power move. And eventually, as the game went on, I, I got more used to that, and I got quite skilled at being able to get it perfect or good. Um, and even when you get around to further in the game, where you can parry objects and you can dodge, effort moves to the rhythm. So it's always the rhythm-based game. And this is where, as I was playing, I was actually thinking to myself, it's a shame the Xbox, unlike PlayStation, it's a shame the Xbox doesn't have haptic feedback because I feel like this game would benefit having a controller that actually, you know, vibrated and you had the habit had haptic feedback of the levels so you could feel you know the beat in the controller so you could tell because it's in your hands you could tell when you need to swing and i feel like you'd better play the game better if you could feel it obviously sadly the xbox doesn't have haptic feedback but i feel like it would benefit from it um but as i mentioned you know the characters are interesting you play as chai uh yeah peppermint and all the other characters that you meet throughout the game really interesting really fun I think, but what gets me 
and this is where the review will start to get a bit negative, um, is eventually the game got repetitive. It got really repetitive and boring. Because once you realise that all the levels are basically act the same, then it kind of gets to the point where you're like, okay, I'm doing the same thing over and over again. Um, as I mentioned, it's like a, it's like an action platformer. So f- imagine that you've got a sort of level and your your job is to go from point A to point B. In the way, point A, point B, you have a lot of platforming to do, a lot of jumping sort of puzzles, as well as you'll have a few arenas, right? So the best way I can explain it, I know it's very sort of... Um, It'd be best to show you visually, but because it's a podcast, I have to show you audibly. So I'm going to try my best to explain it. So imagine that you'd have you'd have a huge line in, the, in front of you, and in that level, if you if you cut it into slices, every second, every two slices is a platformer. So you'd have slice one, slice two. You do a bit of platforming, right? Then you get slice three would be sort of like a small battle arena which would show in at the beginning of the game would be like a tutorial showing you how to dodge showing you how to parry showing you how to sort of call in um help um while you're in battle and uh, through your allies uh, that sort of thing or it would just be a standard sort of battle say you'll fight an enemy or group of enemies you'll just you'll defeat them There'll be a short, sort of funny, sort of uh, silly cutscene, and then you'll have another battle in that arena. So you'll have two battles there. Then, once you finish there, you'll move on to another two sections of platforming, and then you'll have another little battle arena. Same sort of thing will happen there, and then you'd have another two, maybe three slices of platforming. And it's kind of rinse and repeat. Every mission is set like that. You know, you have some platforming, two battles in one area. More platforming and then another two battles in the same area and rinse and repeat. And once you realize that, it kind of gets a bit repetitive and it started to get boring. I started to get bored through it because the levels just felt like they were getting longer and longer. And I was doing the same thing over and over again, even if the moves were different, even if I was learning new moves or I was getting new allies in. Um, like you get Peppermint who can destroy barriers, you can call her in and she can shoot barriers with her guns. That's interesting. Then you meet another guy, I think his name was. Macron or Makarov, um, not Makarov, I think Macron. Um, he's heavy hitter, so he can destroy shields and he can destroy walls. So you call him in. And again, once you get all the new sort of friends in, then you know that that's a level that I'll just be using that one um, new ally for that mission. You know, um, and again, it's, it's just very repetitive, very formulaic. And like I said, I got bored of it. But um, maybe, again, I sit here and I think maybe it's me. Maybe it's because I'm not very good. I don't really have much in the way of rhythm. Um, but it just kind of, it just gets a bit annoying at times because you do, you get these certain sections where, um, and it happens in boss battles. It happens, um, you know, out of boss battles when you're trying to do sort of like, for example, so two examples, right? So the first example is, Imagine if you're doing platforming and that you need to kind of raise a bridge to get to another section, right? There'll be like a switch that you have to hit. Now, some of these switches are just press X, X, Y, X, and then make sure you hit it uh, at the perfect time and the door will open, right? They're quite easy. They're all right. Like, I'm pretty good at those ones, right? But then you get ones where it's like a quick time event. So you'll press the button and then on the top of the screen, you'll get uh, X, X, and then you have to kind of push those, like you have a look, the X button around a giant circle around that. And there'll be a little tiny circle right right around the X button. And you have to kind of mash the X button at the exact right time while also making sure you're paying attention to the 
one next to it, another X button next to it. So you kind of bash, bash. Then it'll be like yellow, yellow. Then it'll be like hold down X. You've got to hold the X, the X button down all the way here. Then let go and exit. It'd be same for B, same for Y. And they get repetitive and it gets boring and it gets tedious. So it's like, I, I'm sitting there thinking, because it, it, like, there's no system in place. Like I failed a lot. And there were times where I was getting frustrated. And I generally, there's many moments where I, I basically was like, I don't want to play this game anymore. You know, but I stuck with it. But there was never a moment where, like, you'd like you'd fail three times, like, usually. And it'd be, like, it'd be nice if the game would be, like, oh, you failed. Would you like to skip this section? You know, a little bottom of that, would you like to press B to skip? And I would do. Like, yeah, I tried three times. I couldn't get it. But, it, you know, I don't want it to block my enjoyment. I don't want it to, to block my gameplay. I'll skip it and I'll move on. It's okay. You know, I, I, that's my choice. Um but the game doesn't give it an option. There's no option to skip. It's like either solve this puzzle or you're stuck here. You are not going to progress to the next mi- to the next mission. You're not going to progress in the game. There's no way around this. You have to do this puzzle. And so the more times where I sat there and had to rinse and repeat constantly of these. Ugh, I don't know how I managed to do it, but I managed to complete this game. But I'll get onto that bit in a minute. Right. Um, but yeah, there was no skip function. And I, I just thought this game would benefit from a chance to skip. Like if you didn't get that puzzle right after two three times the game should be like would you like to skip this part you know it would be nice to be given that option to to skip if you didn't get it perfect you didn't have you shouldn't have to try again um it just would be nice to be able to have a skip button is all and it's not just that like you have it with the enemies as well um you have the enemies where like they'll attack you and it'd be like it'd be like a showdown sort of style where the camera will like zone in on like you and the enemy and it'll go very sort of enter the dragons sort of like kung fu sort of movie style and then it will come up it'll have like a beat it'll be like hit hit dodge hit 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 like a dodge um parry parry dodge parry 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 right and the idea is you've got to press the parry button at the right time dodge at the right time parry 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 and if you miss at least one of them You've got to do that again. But you're also taking damage at the same time. And you're locked. You can't move out of the way. You're stuck in this. You have to get it right. Right? So then the the boss will move back because you because you failed. And it and it'll attack you again in the same rhythm, but you've got to get it right. And there were multiple times where I was doing boss fights where I would get it wrong at least once. And I'd be like, fuck's sake. So then I've got to do it again. And like it was just Ah, it was like it was so boring and un, and like just unfair. And it was it was really killing my love for this type of game because I love rhythm based games. I do love like I said Jet Set Radio. I grew up on Jet Set Radio. I loved that game. Sunset Overdrive. I loved it. Completed it. You know that series holds quite dear to me. Both of them do, to be honest. Um, you know, but this game again. This is what I mean about the benefit of Game Pass is that if I had paid for this game, and this is the sort of things I was getting. These are the sort of things that I was running into. This is the moment where I'd get pissed off and I'd be like, I've wasted my money. Because I'll be honest, I'm one of these people that does get buyer's remorse. Whenever I buy a game or something, I always get buyer's remorse. Even if it's something that I want or something that I need, I still get buyer's remorse. Um, And that's why I'm quite cautious on certain games that I buy. I need to know that I'm going to enjoy them um, or that I'm I'm looking forward to them. That way I don't feel like I've wasted money. You know what I mean? and this would be one of those games I would have that motion of, like, um, I would have to complete it because I paid money for it. But it'd be very much the fact that I'd feel just like I'd wasted my time and my money and that it could have been spent on something else. You know what I mean? You know, so that's the sort of feeling I was getting with this game, is that as it got repetitive, as it got, got, got boring, um, 
I just I, I just started to question what I was doing. But like surprisingly, as I said, I completed this game um, despite not joining it. The game and the game getting more repetitive. Um, the only reason that I completed it, and again, you might like this is like the 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 bane of being a podcaster, really, or part, the bane of being any sort of reviewer in general, is that. Um, the only reason that I bothered to sit and complete this game was because I had so many other game reviews to get out of the way. So I had uh, the King Kong one, which released a couple of weeks ago. Then I had sort of the GoldenEye one. And then I'd also had to sort of do the Black Panther 2 um, sort of review. So because I had all that in my mind and I had it, I had it written down and I had to get around to actually record like finish those games off and finish that film off and doing the reviews that i didn't have any more space in my brain to play a new game and kind of add that into the bunch so i just carried on playing hi-fi rush just to kind of waste time you know that's what it got to at the point was just the fact of I'd, i've got so many other reviews i can't get get around to playing another game so i might as well just keep playing this game and t- to pass the time and eventually i managed to complete it um and Otherwise, if it wasn't for that, I probably wouldn't have completed this game, if you want my opinion. I probably would have got halfway through and gone, it's not for me, and uninstalled it. But again, as I mentioned, it's the benefit of Game Pass. Game Pass allows you to do that. You know, there are many games where I only played like, the first mission, and I was like, mm, it's not for me, and uninstall it. You know, and again, it's one of the benefits. It's one of the upsides of Game Pass. There's no money wasted. There's no time wasted. Well, there is a bit of time wasted, but you know what I'm trying to say. It's like the fact of you're not wasting anything. Any like you know, if you didn't like it, fine. You know, if you're an achievement hunter, it's fantastic. It, you know, but again, this this review is not really just to kind of boost up Game Pass. Like I love Game Pass, but the, the whole point of this sort of episode is not to boost up Game Pass. Um, but you know, again, the reason I mention it is because a game like Hi-Fi Rush. It works perfectly for this type of game uh, and for these for these games, these surprise drops. Um, so my overall thoughts of this game is that it's interesting. Um, it's got a fun concept. Um, it does make me wish we had a Sunset Overdrive sequel or a Jet Set Radio sequel or remaster. To us nowadays, I'd just be happy for a, a next-gen remaster of Jet Set Radio. If they never want to do a sequel, I'd just love a next-gen sort of sequel to it. And that saying that, I'd actually love a sequel to um, Crazy Taxi. Um, I love Crazy Taxi. I would I would love a sequel to that. I never played any, like, well, I know there are sequels, but I never played any of the sequels to Crazy Taxi. So, you know, I'd love a remaster of Crazy Taxi and, you know, maybe remaster the sequels as well. Um, well, you know what, you, but anyway, moving on. Uh, definitely a remaster to Jet Set Radio. I uh, got a bit of sort of nostalgic there, a bit uh, reliving my Dreamcast days. Um but yeah, you know, remaster for Jet Set Radio or a sequel. Um, plus, uh, you know, this game has an interesting beginning. Uh, but like I said, it does get boring and repetitive as you go on. Um, I can recommend this game if you're a rhythm action game fan. If you like these sort of games, if you like rhythm action games, if you sort of like Jet Set Radio, if you like Sunset Overdrive, this is a game that's worth trying. Especially if you've got Game Pass, it's free. Give it a go, give it a try. But if you don't really have any rhythm and you don't like rhythm-based games, then I can't recommend it to you. Um, overall, you know, if I had to say uh, install it or uninstall it, I would say me personally, right, um, uninstall it. Like, unless you're like I said, unless you're a fan of these type of games, don't bother. You know, there are other games out there on Game Pass. Um, there are other things to try. 
try those first you know um but if you're interested again give it a go but me personally if i had to give it a rating between install and uninstall it would be uninstall it's not it's not worth it um to be honest but again that's my opinion you can have agree to disagree um but that's how i feel on um, hi-fi rush um so yeah so i'm going to go off to the end now uh, and i'll see you in a minute so here we are at the end the end of the review i hope you all liked it i hope you all enjoyed it as per usual um as i mentioned like i said this game wasn't really for me and the only reason i completed it is because i had you know the bane of it being a podcaster having a lot of things that you need to play and record and watch there's only so much space in the old noodle in the old noodle um for it all so that's why i completed this game but uh, like i said otherwise i wouldn't have done it but again that's my opinion. Um, let me know on Twitter at nerdstagic underscore pod if you agree or disagree. Like again, if you listen to this on YouTube, don't forget to give me a comment. Agree again if you agree or disagree, or if you like this game, or that you like you miss the days of Jet Set Radio, Sunset Overdrive, all that jazz. Really, really helpful. Really, really appreciate it. And um, so yeah so you can find the nerd Sagit podcast on spotify you can find it on anchor you can find me on google podcasts amazon music podcasts uh, you can find me on audible as i mentioned as well youtube and if you listen to this on spotify don't forget to give me a star rating one to five stars if you go to my profile on spotify you scroll down there will be a star um rating underneath my profile picture click on that and you'll be given the option to rate my podcast from five stars to one star five stars best thing you heard in your life um you you like me you miss jet set radio and you want to relive the glory days um one star is that you hate jet set radio you hate the dreamcast and to be honest you think that i, I have no idea what i'm talking about whatever you feel like is fair one to five stars um i appreciate it greatly and your feedback is appreciated as well not just on spotify but on twitter and youtube so any and all feedback that you have i do appreciate it uh, so so much and yeah so I have been your host, Luke. You have been listening to the Nerd Stagit podcast. Thank you very, very much. I do appreciate you. And I will see you all in the next one. All right, Beans. Bye-bye.